Welcome, friends, to Sipping on the Sabbath for this 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time, where Jesus tells us that the two great commandments both begin with love. There's no mention of love in any of the 12 steps, but they are a means by which we can have a spiritual experience that affords us the freedom to love. Way back on Christmas Day in 2005, the late Pope Benedict XVI issued his first encyclical. And having the nickname God's Rottweiler, we thought that, well, maybe he's just going to bring down the hammer. It's going to be a real tough theological encyclical, just laying down the law. But instead, he chose to use his first encyclical, Deus Caritas Est, hence the title of this podcast, God is Love, to invite us to a personal encounter a personal experience of the love of God, our Heavenly Father. And to apply the scripture readings that we have today, the first reading from Exodus, the second reading from Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, I love God by loving the ones that he loves. God, our Heavenly Father, associates himself most perfectly with the the alien, the widow, the orphan, and the poor. And if we have the capacity to be honest, we see that, well, that's all of us in some way, shape, or form. And so the Lord wants to identify himself with us. And then applying what St. Paul talked about in the second reading we have here today, we want to be able to receive the word of the Lord with joy, inspired by the Holy Spirit. How does Jesus, our Lord and Savior, love? He does so in a self-sacrificing way. And he tells us this in John's Gospel. The Lord says that no one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. And where did Jesus learn of this love? He learned to love from his Father, as we ourselves learn to love by allowing the Lord to first love us, and then praying for the grace to love others in the same fashion. Again, in John's Gospel, Jesus himself said, I have kept my Father's commandments, and I abide in his love. And what do we know of the love of God the Father? Well, First John the first letter of John tells us that God is love, Deus Caritas Est, hence the title of the first encyclical of the late Pope Benedict XVI, and again, today's podcast. There's a lot of confusion in the world today about love, and Pope Benedict wrote the following, the term love has become one of the most frequently used and misused words. There is a vast semantic range of the word love. Are we using the same word to designate totally different realities? I use the word love all the time. I use the word love to describe my favorite coffee or flavor of potato chips or my soccer club. Do I use the same word to describe my best friend? 
or those of you who are married or engaged to be married, you, you say, I love my spouse or I love my fiance. And is it the same love that we have for something that we have, a material uh, gift or blessing that we have in our life? Pope Benedict, to help us understand the a virtue of love, broke open two different types of love, eros and agape. And when we understand the difference between the two, we understand how we can use them to describe the ways in which we are called to love people, places, and, and things. People being, of course, um, the higher up, as it, as, it will, as it were, you know, of just the love that we have the, for them is not the same love that, again, I have for my favorite pair of socks, you know. So, but this agape love, it is a worldly, it is a possessive love, a love that is self-seeking, a love that seeks and pursues pleasure and or advantage. Distinguishing this from agape love, that is a sacrificial love that selflessly seeks the good of the other. And agape love is developed, we mature in our capacity to love in an agape way through self-denial, a lot of effort and commitment in good times and in bad. It's easy to love when everything's going according to our will and our way and our plan, but when things don't go the way we want them to go, do I pray for the grace to persevere in all that? Maybe the love that I show to someone is not being reciprocated. I choose to love nonetheless. Eros, love, moved God to will us into existence. His agape love moved him to send his son Jesus to save us. Jesus came to pay a debt he did not owe because we owed a debt we could not pay. And again, today in our culture, love is so often associated with, with feelings and sexual desire. Pope Benedict goes on to say in his letter, Deus Caritas, Est, love is not merely a sentiment. Sentiments come and sentiments go. A sentiment can be a marvelous first spark, but it's not the fullness of love. That initial first spark that attracts us. Those of you who are married, do you recall the day when you first laid eyes on your spouse? That little jump, a little spark in the heart, that little 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 interest that kind of stirred up there. Right? It's like, oh, who's that? That is eros love, that attractiveness to the other. But it's not meant to stay there. We're not meant to love based on sentiment or feelings or the the emotions, but instead it is to be matured and developed into a choice to persevere, to love, to put oneself at the uh, disposal of another, to pray with them, pray for them, to serve them day in and day out. Instead, Paul Benedict goes on to say, Eros needs to be disciplined and 
purified if it is to provide not just fleeting pleasure, but a certain foretaste, he says, of that beatitude for which our whole being yearns. And the paradox, not only of our faith, but the paradox of the virtuous love, of love, is that the fullness that Eros seeks us to find and, and, and is found, that Eros motivates us to look for and to search out and to find, is actually found in agape. It's like the gospel. The more we give away, the more we get back. It's only when I, by God's grace, cooperating with him, that I choose to mature, when I choose to move beyond to selfish preoccupation and begin to live sacrificially for the good of the other, do I find what I'm looking for. And so that eros, again, the love, and going back to the Lord's words in today's gospel, the two commandments begin with love. The agape love is the result of a decision, continually cooperating with the Lord, keeping our eyes fixed on the Lord. And I'll talk about three key points in this maturation process of growing in love to become more Christ-like in our actions and our decisions. Love, again, going continuing in where Pope Benedict spoke about, love is not merely concern for the other, and no longer, excuse me, I need some more coffee. I'm getting mixed up here in my notes, but that's okay. Because God is love. <laughs> Love now becomes concern for the other. No longer is it self-seeking. Instead, it seeks the good of the beloved. It is ready, even willing, for sacrifice. Hence, today's words from Jesus in the gospel. To love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and to love our neighbor as our self. St. John Paul II said that our encounter with the Lord, the transforming power of the Lord and his word begins when we contemplate his face. Pope Benedict XVI said that in order to understand how much God is love, we contemplate on his pierced side. Which brings me to key point number one. Being Christian is not the result of a lofty choice or a idea, but it is an encounter with Jesus. I want to have a personal encounter with Jesus. I want to know how much God, my Heavenly Father, loves me personally and the willingness that he has to forgive me. Whenever I turn back and approach the Lord with genuine sorrow, contrition, a firm purpose of amendment to change my life by his grace, he is always willing, ready, and able to forgive me. 
The Lord never tires of forgiving us. God is love. Sometimes we tire of asking, but he's never tired of forgiving us. God's passionate love for his people, Bob Benedict says, is a forgiving love. It is so great that it turns God against himself, his love against his justice. Which brings me to key point number two. God's justice demanded that our sins cause us to be separated from him. But his arrows moved to agape, which moved him then to send his son Jesus to die on the cross to save us. When I look upon a crucifix, do I see the love of God? How am I going to love God with all of my heart and my mind and my strength and my neighbor as myself by keeping my eyes fixed on he who is love, Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And on the cross, God's, again, eros, passionate, desirous love moves him to agape love, sending his son Jesus to die on the cross to save us. And the Eucharist is the sacramental representation of Calvary, of the cross. And so key point number three is that when I receive Jesus in the Eucharist, when I spend time adoring Jesus in the Eucharist, that I refer to as divine radiation therapy, that has an effect in my life. It causes my heart, when I'm open to God's grace, it causes my heart that is self-centered and weak and, and fallen to be healed and to become more Christ-like. My heart becomes more in union with God, the heavenly, our Heavenly Father, as Christ's own heart beat in union with His Heavenly Father, our Father. So these are the three very, very important key points, and I'll summarize them all up again at the end of this podcast in a powerful prayer that we can pray together. I want to have a personal experience of the Lord. I want to know how much He loves me. I want to spend time adoring Him and being with Him in His presence, and I become like Him. What's that expression we have from eating? We, we, we become what we eat. Well, we receive the Lord. We become more Christ-like. And our encounter with Christ's agape love in the Eucharist moves us then to have, as he has, a genuine concern for, as the first reading said today from Exodus, the poor, the alienated, the widow, and the orphan, which is, well all of us in some way, shape, or form. And so Pope Benedict, in his letter, God is Love, says that his friend is my friend. Going beyond exterior appearances, I perceive in others an interior desire for a sign of love, of concern. Seeing with the eyes of Christ I can give to others much more than their outward necessities. I can give them the look of love which they crave. 
was it Mother Teresa who said that the greatest poverty in our world today is lack of love. And she and her sisters and the whole community of faith that she rose up around her really spoke about the importance of beginning each day in Eucharistic adoration. Because again, it's in our encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist that we become more Christ-like and we receive the grace. She knew that. She spoke to her sisters about that. And the missionary sisters of charity begin every day in Eucharistic adoration, as do the other branches of the community that Mother Teresa founded. And so we can do the same to be with the Lord so we can love the Lord with all of our heart, mind, strength, and our neighbor as our self. So what now? Where do, where do we go from here? How do we live up to these two great commandments that Jesus speaks to us about today in the gospel? Well, my encouragement for all of us is to do three things. Number one, that we ask the Lord for a personal experience and an encounter with his love. Lord, you say you are love. Lord, you say you love me. Show me, Lord. Show me how much you love me. And he will in his own way, in his own time because he is the Lord, head over heels in love with each of us. Number two, pray in the coming days or sometime in the coming week with a crucifix. Meditate upon the crucifix and to express thanks to the Lord. Make it personal. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross to save me. I owed a debt I could not pay, and you came, Lord, to pay it, even though you didn't know it. But he took upon his, on his shoulders all the sins of the world, your sins and mine, and he died in our place. The price, the cost has been paid. And number three, spend time with Jesus in the Eucharist. Maybe go to Mass one time extra during the week or spend time in Eucharistic adoration just gazing upon him who is love and allowing the transformation grace and power of his peace and his love to soften our hearts this coming Friday is the first Friday of the month of November at St. Peter's Parish, where I'm filling in temporarily, we're going to have Mass at 7 o'clock at night, followed by an hour of Eucharistic adoration. I'll also make myself available for the Sacrament of Reconciliation. 1640 Hetherington Road, come on down if you're in the neighborhood. Plenty of free parking, Prince of Peace Catholic School. <laughs> Great place to be on a Friday night, especially the first Friday of the month. So, let's take all this to prayer now. First, I'll have a little bit of coffee. Fortify myself here. Take all this uh, to prayer and allow the Lord Jesus to minister to our hearts. And so, I just ask you to put your hand on your heart. 
and repeat after me. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful. Enkindle in us the fire of your love. Lord Jesus, I want to know your personal love for me. Show me, Jesus, how much you love me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross to save me. I accept you as the Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus, I desire to encounter you in the Eucharist. Inflame my heart with your love so I can love others. Amen. Okay, well, there you go, my dear friends. God bless the rest of your day. Thank you very much for journeying along with me. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe. Join this online family, this online community of faith that the Lord is raising up. Let's continue to pray for each other. Remember, when we're powerless, that's when we're strong. And victory is indeed gained through surrender. Stay caffeinated and may Almighty God bless you now, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God love you.